When you see headlines about a large new business relocating or opening a new facility, you're probably not thinking about natural gas. But natural gas plays a bigger role than you may think in driving economic development. How does natural gas strengthen communities and help create jobs? Find out in this episode of the Beyond the Boots podcast. Hello, and thanks for listening. I'm your host, Jason Merrill, and today we're going to talk about natural gas and economic development. But first, it's our values moment where we highlight our values of safety, inclusion, integrity, and drive. Those values are the foundation of Spire's inaugural Inspire Awards. In 2023, Spire recognized four nonprofits that we partner with who consistently demonstrate a strong commitment to the community. One of those organizations recognized is Pedal the Cause. Pedal is a cycling event in the St. Louis area that raises money for cancer research at the Siteman Cancer Center. And our next guest helped present them the Inspire Award. David Yance, he is Managing Director of Regulatory Affairs for Spire, Missouri, and a board member of Pedal the Cause. David, thank you for joining us. Happy to be here, Jason. David, tell us about yourself. How long have you been at Spire? I've been with Spire for 10 years now. When you're not at Spire, you are known for your cycling hobby, aren't you? I do quite a bit of cycling. Yep, you can find me on the roads or in my basement riding a my my virtual bike. With your passion for cycling, you've been a board member of Pedal the Claws for a few years. As background, Pedal is a large cycling event in the St. Louis area that has raised more than $40 million in cancer research at the Siteman Cancer Center. Talk a bit about Pedal and how their mission aligns with Spire. Pedal's real big on all cancers for all people. So we've been we've been trying to push that tagline, which I think emphasizes the values of the organization. As you may or may not know, you know, some of the underrepresented populations are, are more adversely impacted by cancer and also do not get a lot of the support that they need to cure cancer. And, and in some cases, aren't even educated about what they can do to prevent cancer or so we've we've got a big push right now to to cure and focus on curing all cancers for all people and some of the fundraising and some of the dollars that we've contributed as an organization to Siteman Cancer Center and Siteman Kids um, is funding research and development and um, and cures for cancer and treatments to support some of those underprivileged communities and populations. So. It's something we're passionate about, and it's something that that, um, Siteman Cancer Center, Siteman Kids has gotten behind, um, and it's something that I think aligns very well with with Spire's values. We recognized that connection with the Inspire Award earlier this year. What was their reaction? Um, Well, it was actually great, great timing, and Pedal was extremely honored um, and appreciative for the award. Um, and more importantly, the relationship, as I mentioned, that Pedal and Spire have had over the years. The timing was great because Pedal actually, we had a record year this year with our, with our fundraising. We broke the $5 million mark on our fundraising, which, as you mentioned, those dollars go directly to support um, cancer research through Siteman Cancer Center and Siteman Kids um, right here in St. Louis. David Yance, thank you for joining us. 
Absolutely, Jason. Thank you for having me. At Spire, we help businesses and communities grow. When companies look for a new location to build a facility, they look at several factors. A solid location, economic incentives, and access to reliable, affordable energy. Energy like natural gas. So when a location is selected, it means a lot to that community. It means jobs and dollars that can help support an entire region. Well, to tell us more is Monica Garced. Monica is Director of Economic Development for Spire's Southeast Region, and she joins us today from Mobile, Alabama. Monica, thanks for joining us. Thank you. I'm glad to be here. First of all, Monica, tell us a little about yourself. How long have you been a part of Spire? I have been a part of Spire for 28 years. I've In that time, I've mostly worked in the commercial, industrial, economic development, business development areas. And currently, I'm working with economic development as director of economic development for the Southeast. My team and I handle projects in Mississippi and Alabama. All right. Well, tell us, what is the day in the life of Monica? Well, economic development is very much an external focused area. So some days it's very difficult to to get a firm schedule in place, but we manage a lot of requests for information from projects that will come in that may be looking um, across the country or even in different countries to build new facilities, new plants, new industries. And we work with those at, at various levels from just initial interest to see if there are sites that may work for their requirements to, to the point we, we, we pass them off internally to our business development team for onboarding. So a day in the life could be site visits, which means a project may be coming into town and we may have three or four sites across the state of Alabama that they want to look at. And it may move over a couple of days that we go to these different sites and meet with our, our what we call Team Alabama, which is really various utilities, various government agencies that are working to land this project into our service territory. So a day in the life could be um, internal or external, very much external that we spend most of our time. When you're talking with these companies from around the world who are interested in relocating or building a new factory or expanding facilities, natural gas is a big part of that conversation. Can you explain the role natural gas plays in these decisions? Yes, it's very interesting and exciting. Most people think of, because it's what they see in their everyday life, they think of natural gas as heating, cooking, space heating. And, and we do see a lot of that in projects. They, they, need, they have those needs too. But we also see natural gas needed for a lot of manufacturing processes. We see natural gas needed for, for, it, for example, in the automotive industry, for painting cars, for heating, for metalwork. We see natural gas used in a lot of those ways. Additionally, more in the southern part of our state, we see natural gas used as a building block chemical to create other chemicals. So sometimes natural gas is used as what we call a feedstock, 
where there's a chemical process done with natural gas to create another product. So we, we never really know how we're going to see it used. It's always interesting. The forestry industry is another area making wood chips and wood products and cabinets and things like that. There's a lot of heat that's involved in timber or wood before it we see that, that end product. So sometimes when a project will come in, Jason, we won't know what that project is. All we're given is we need this load, we need this pressure, and and we have to, to work with that information. And it may be very confidential what product you're actually dealing with. So that makes it interesting at times too. If a business is interested in a new project, how do they work with you? We are here to provide information to make their choice of a location on our service territory easier. So we get requests, what we call requests for information, RFIs. We responded to just over 200 RFIs last year from various companies. So they will ask for information from the pressures available to the volume available to rates. We we have all all types of information that, that is requested. Um, we often have requests for gas composition. If they're using natural gas to make some other type of product, they need to know what the quality of the gas may look like. Now, not to get into too much detail, but we provide pipeline quality gas. And so those, we don't commit to any of those types of, of information. But we get a lot of requests that we just have to manage through Spire system and, and to, to um, provide the information they need. You said there were 200 requests last year. That's a lot. Why is Alabama so successful in attracting these businesses? Well, Alabama has a lot of qualities that make them appealing. We're seeing a lot of activity in the entire Southeast, in fact. A lot of it is governmental. The state of Alabama has put into place some strong tax incentives for businesses to come here. We also have, we're a right-to-work state, and it makes it appealing. Alabama also has an, an extremely robust training program where if a company comes in, the state of Alabama will learn their process and actually train employees before they get to that company to to do that kind of work. So that's kind of a governmental aspect. I think another strong aspect is the way we do economic development in the state of Alabama, and other states do it too, but this is one that I'm, I'm most familiar with. We have what we call Team Alabama. So many times when these projects come in, they are meeting with the utilities, with the, the Alabama Department of Commerce, with the Revenue Department, with the local um, economic development, we are all sitting around the same table. So we very much, at that level of trying to recruit these projects to Alabama, it's very much about let's get them here. And that Team Alabama approach, I think, has really been very successful. Can you give an example of a business that chose Alabama in part due to natural gas? Certainly. So many of the projects we're working on right now, we really won't see them be fully established for two, three, four, five years. Um, the oldest project that I'm working with right now, I've been working with for eight years. Some projects come in and, and we 
we go from start to finish in six months. So, so you really don't know. So to give an example of a couple of industries that I think the economic development pro- approach has really impacted, I would say the automotive industry. Um, this is one, Alabama is quickly rising to be in the top four producers of automobiles in the United States. And that started with Mercedes locating in the Tuscaloosa area. Um, Hyundai is another um, manufacturer here in Montgomery that has located, and you have all the businesses that support them that come in. So this was very much a proactive economic development effort, and they're both strong users of natural gas and they need it for their process. As you move further south, we have different types of manufacturing that we see. In Mobile, for example, Airbus is very much a a key player in the economy of the southern part of the state and really the state of Alabama. And we work very closely with them, providing the utilities that they need. Moving lines, um, Airbus moved into an an old airbase. And so there were a lot of existing lines there, but not enough to supply what they needed. So there was a lot of infrastructure work, a lot of rate work, a lot of work with suppliers that would come in and support them in their efforts to to manufacture commercial airplanes. So those are a couple that come to mind. This is a big deal because what you're talking about with manufacturing for automotive or the aircraft industry, this is jobs. This means jobs that support and grow communities. And when a lot of people think of natural gas, they're not necessarily thinking about that. And so to hear this, people don't always think about the role natural gas plays in driving business, driving the economy and driving jobs. You're right. Last year alone, the economic development team, we worked projects that committed, and we we call them wins. When they announce that they're coming to our service territory, that's when we we consider that project won. And we had over 3,000 jobs associated with projects that announced last year. And truthfully, that was not one of our best years. We, we tend to be cyclical in some of these years where you have a lot of projects come in one year and then, then you work really hard to get new projects the next year. So 3,000 jobs is, is very impactful. And most of these are jobs that are very, very well-paying. We have, that's a part of the incentive program with the state of Alabama is the incentive is based on the number of jobs, but also the benefits and salaries associated with those jobs. So these are high-paying manufacturing jobs that come in. So it is a very big deal, and it's it's very exciting to be a part of it. In your conversations with these businesses, looking ahead, where do you see the future for natural gas and economic development? I see the future as being very bright and very exciting. We're seeing a lot of growth in industry through technology. We're seeing businesses that want to locate in Alabama, in Mississippi, because they have a a good business environment. It's a business-friendly state, and and they like to move here. Beyond that, we're very fortunate that we have strong infrastructure in the Southeast to provide what they need. You know, there are some headwinds against natural gas in our in our culture these days, and, and we're working hard to educate on those reasons. But as technology advances, 
and industries are looking for the absolute most efficient way to make the product that they're they're making natural gas has a key role in that and we're seeing that role be more and more secure because it's obvious as they do the engineering as they do the analysis that natural gas is the fuel of choice to make the specific products that they're trying to make so i see a very bright future Monica, this has been a great conversation. You've helped us understand economic development quite a bit, and we appreciate your time today on the podcast. Thank you for having me. It's been a pleasure. As always, thank you for listening. For previous episodes, check out spireenergy.com slash podcasts or follow us on your favorite podcast platform. We'll be back soon with another Beyond the Boots podcast. podcast.